Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back in for another rant. Had a bunch of uh, questions in the comments there about certain guys. I just want to speak my mind on them and give you my perspective. So we're going to be starting off with AJ Brimson. My questions are from him. He is bleeding cash. He's lost so much money. I need to get rid of him now. He's, he's losing too much money. Okay. The question you need to ask from him, do you think he's still a keeper? If the answer is no, then Okay. Trade him out. If you still think he's a keeper, then you have to judge him from where he's at at this current price. Yeah? You've already experienced everything that, that it is so far. If you trade him out now, then you actually realize those losses. Right? If you trade him out now, you you miss out on any potential that he has going forward that, of getting back to those, those high scores. What you look at with some of these guys is that they go through those ups and downs. Brimson, for example last year, had a couple of lower scores and a couple of higher scores. There's games where he makes some cash, there's, game, there's games where he loses some, right? He spent some time in the 400s, he, he finishes the season in 600s. You look at you know, all the guys, you look at you know Tedesco, for example. He, last year, had a bunch of amazing games early on. You know, gained a fair bit of cash, and he then, he then goes down. He ends up in the 900s, he goes down to 700s. Down six eight six seventy eight before he gets his his big couple of hundred scores and finishes in the eight thirty. So that's something you need to think about with someone like Brimson and and the, the, as I said, the, the decision needs to be made from here on. You've gone through all the all the tough time. Will he be able to at least hit his current you know score or price target? Right at five fifty two, you're looking at scores in the low forties from him. Do you think he can hit that? Yes. Cool. We're going to keep him. If you think he can exceed that and get back to his 50 average scoring and get up closer to sort of that 670, 680, then even better. But please just don't make your decision emotionally on that he's lost money for you in the past. He had a good game on the weekend. Yes, he didn't have as many tackle breaks that he would have liked, but but those will come. And a Titans team that, that's going to get better every week, then that's something you've really got to think about um, going forward. Someone else we I'd like to talk about is, is Josh Jackson and... 
And for this one here, this one's a, a little bit annoying. For for him that, you know, most of the people that are asking this question have brought him in this week. So they saw him have that amazing game with the 64 tackles. I did say that he's probably not going to get that as an every week thing. But he should score pretty well, you know, going forward. He, he might, you know, not get the 64 tackles every week, but he's going to score pretty well for your side. And that's the reason you brought him in, right? He comes in and gets 48 in a, in a few less minutes on the weekend. Okay. That's you know pretty much in line with what he got in round one. But he's suspended this week for one week. I've had so many people go to me, yes, I brought him in this week, but I'm getting rid of him because he's out for one week. What's the point of bringing him in? Did you bring him in for you know making you cash? Did you bring him in to, to be a keeper? I think most of the people are like, oh, he's a little bit undervalued. He can make me some cash and, and turn into a keeper, right? A 620K being dual position. If that's the case and you can't trade him out now, what's the point? That's the question you've got to ask yourself. Someone like Brett Morris, I've been t- t- telling people that he's not going to score incredibly this whole time, but you know, 713K, everyone's like, all right, let's jump on, let's make some cash from him. He's a keeper, right? Him at 713K means he has to average this break even at 53, 54. That's his, that's his score for each week, right? And if you look at him over past seasons, he has some sections where he gets up into the high 500s, 600s as a max, and then he sits around that four to 500K range. Him at 713K, you're bringing him in at a massive premium, expecting him to score you know, 60s, 70s, 80s every week. And that's just not what he does. So that was that's what I was saying before this. But if you've decided to bring him in, you have to keep him in. A, you have to bring him in as a keeper for the year. There's no point in. He's not going to get up to 900k. It's not what wingers do. So you bring him in as a keeper for the season, and that's what you got to think about. People are like, yeah, brought him in this week, got 31. Not happy. I think he's going to score 30 to 40 every week. Why'd you bring him in in the first place? <laughs> if that's what you thought. So um, if you brought him in. I think you've, you've got to keep him, don't you? I don't see the point in trading him out in and out of your squad because he probably gets 80 next week and, and kills you, you know what I mean? So that's something uh, that I've had a lot of questions of and is a little bit annoying this week. Angus Crichton, I've had a bunch of people go, I've got to trade Angus Crichton out this week. He was terrible. Okay, got 67 first week with a try. Didn't have to do too much. And then got 54 and, and didn't even, hardly even ran the ball. Only got 99 metres and, and three tackle breaks, one offload, a couple of missed tackles. So just just a very solid, normal game for him. When his average is about 62 from last season, he hasn't even had a chance to to give you an 80 or 90, which you know he got in the trial and you could expect scores like that across the season with the odd 50 mixed in. And that's where you get the 62 average. So people are like, I have to trade him out for Fafita this week. Yeah, Fafita's done great, but... Can you get him in another way? A lot of people have Tino, a lot, you know, these kind of guys. I'm happy for you to trade up to Fafita, but if you're just trading out a out and out gun in the mid and edge position, one of the best players in, in both those positions, then by the time the buy rounds come, by the time you know, get it close to the end of the year, you're just gonna have no trades left. Like I look at my team personally and I've I've been trading pretty heavily just because I had I had a few issues at the start. But I'm going to be slowing down that very soon and then hopefully spending a bunch of trades over the buy rounds and then saving a bunch for the end to do really well. But any trade I'm making currently is about making me a lot of cash in, in the lower lower guys and the cash cows or it's about getting a gun in as soon as possible. You'll probably, you know, if you look back at the trades I've made, then that's, that's the plan, whether it's about improving the makeup of my squad in that first week or round two and three, bringing in uh, these really 
strong keepers in in the certain positions that I need some some help in. So that's the thoughts with Crichton, guys, and, and just make sure that you are thinking a little bit be- before making those decisions. And same with someone like Damian Cook. You know, sitting at 807k now, he's, he's lost about 40k. But for him, he's he's, gonna, he's a keeper, right? Look at his average, 57.3. It's a little bit under where he's average at, at 64 from last year, but that's because he's had two quiet games, right? He's going to have a lot more a lot more games around that high 60s to 70s with some games around the 50 mark, and that's okay. People are like, oh, I have to trade Cook out for Fafita as well. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> he's a gun. Why do, why do you think about trading out a gun and one of the best you know in his position in hooker? Cook will average more than Marnie over the year, okay? Very easily, I'm saying that. There's no, no way that, that Reid Mane averages more than Cook over this season. If he does, you can, you can say that to me at the end of the, end of the year. But Cook is, has been an out-and-out gun in the hooker position for, for multiple years, and, and he'll keep doing that. And, and Mane is sort of on the way up, but you can see that a lot of his normal scores are going to be in that mid-50s range, and Cook's going to be averaging you know 60-plus. Um, so that's something to think about with Cook. And I had one more with, with Trebojevic as well. And yes, he's had a little bit of a down year in terms of he's not averaging crazy high, but this is what happened with me last year. You can see at a fairly slow start, a couple of you know, a couple of low fifties, mid fifties scores, and then you see I picked him up I think around around four or five. I needed a, a very solid gun in the second row, and then he really stepped up his scoring and, and so scored a lot of scores in the mid fifties and mid sixties there which was awesome for the back end of the year. And, and now you see someone that's you know, going to start becoming a target for us us players. You know, if, he, if, he's, if he's scoring and his price gets ducks below that 50 average and he, and he sits around under in the, in the high 600s, then he's going to be a target for a lot of people. So these types, these types of guys that are scoring 52, 52, 48, they're the ones you, that are super consistent and you don't have to worry about in your squad. Someone very similar is Alex Twal, where he gets those, you know, mid-50s as kind of his standard, and then he steps up and plays, you know, a bigger role or, you know, a few minutes or extra minutes or gets the attacking stats, and that's sort of where Trob uh, gets his. He'll, he gets his extra points from the odd attacking stats uh, from those some of those games there, or he gets a big 50-odd you know, tackle game or something like that, which which he's very capable of doing again this year. Um, so that's something to think about, and please don't trade someone like him out you know, thinking you need a, a for feeder. Just get some other people in it and just accumulate these guns in your side. And that's how you end up with a really good team by the end of the season. And our last one I wanted to talk about was, was Payne Haas this week. And looks like he should be named and he should be back. Have a look at this break even. 78, right? So he's going to be priced at that target. So for him to, to do well, he's going to have to score, you know, 70 plus for him to maintain his, his current price. But he has been. It's been said, you know, publicly by Kevin Walters that Haas and Carrigan aren't going to play the massive minutes that they have been last year, and they're going to preserve some of their minutes, you know, for the back end of the year, or you know, hopefully if they start playing a bit better and win some more games. But you know, there's no point burning these guys out when they have other guys that can that play, you know, thirty to forty minutes and, and help them out there. But look how many games he played eighty minutes last year, right? Pretty much half his games, he got he got 80 minutes across the season last year. And that's why he has such big scoring. Yes, he can score the odd 70 and 60-odd in in his 60 or 65-minute games, but that's a little bit less than where he's currently priced at. So a lot of people are, you know, I've heard people wanting to trade Cook to Haas, like Crichton to Haas, like all these guys, they're just like, oh, banking so much cash to bring in Payne Haas. 
and I think that's a mistake at this part of the season. He hasn't played a game yet. I think it's best to wait on him a few weeks and see what happens. There's a good chance that his price drops, and you might be able to get him at about 880 or 900, uh, especially after you see him play a few weeks and, and work out what the minutes are going to be like in that Broncos pack and, and make your decision that way, guys. But there you go. That's my thoughts on that. I just wanted to have a little bit of a rant on, on some of the types of players that people are, are looking to get rid of. But we all have those guys in the mid-range that, that aren't doing as well and, and aren't going to be keepers, and they're the ones you want to you want to trade up to. You have the option of you know of, of uh, you know, trading out Lamb as well, but you, you have the option of, of Walker and O'Sullivan. You know, people are talking about Brad Dietz, but these types of guys that are really good options and are going to be really good cash cows. We've spoken about you know, Walker's been a hot topic in the trades this week, but you can see the guys like Shuso who come in and they, they have an impact straight away, and Walker's been touted as you know, one of the next upcoming amazing halves in the game, and and he's going to be someone that if he gets a, a prominent role, and we'll see you know, with team lists, but if he's getting named there, he should he should do really well. It could be with a Hutchison or a, or a Joey Manu or something like that, but he should do well. And at 228, then he's a very much a no-brainer guy to bring into your side. And then you can use that extra cash to upgrade one of your mid-rangers to some of these guys like Fafida and all that that you're talking about. And I think that's going to be really important. Um, yeah, really important lesson to learn there is is that that's the way to, to build up to and, and get multiple keepers. And then you have a lot of guys on your side you're not too worried about. You know, each and every week I'm worried about what Welsh is going to do. I'm worried about all these mid-rangers, Lockie, Lamb, etc. How are they going to score? Are they going to be really good this year or are they going to be really poor? Um, so that's something to think about. We obviously don't have much many stats on Walker and, you know, we just go from how, how well he's dominating in the, in the younger grades and, and the reserve grade there. So... He's someone that's really easy to bring in at 228. Or you have Sean O'Sullivan, who's a 344, who could be a pretty solid option for your side also. What I will say is I wouldn't expect him to be scoring 50 every week. In in that game on the weekend, the Raiders had three injuries early on in the game, and this you know created some tiredness for a lot of their players, especially through the middle. And O'Sullivan decided to run the ball a lot, which was really good and really promising signs for, for him. And, and you can see in his previous games in the halves that he actually does like to run the ball, so that's very normal. But that's his highest metres gained in any game he's played. Picked up four tackle breaks, and I won't be expecting that every week. So for him, you'll be expecting somewhere between a 35 to 45 sort of average there, not a 50. Okay, So just be aware of that when you're trading him in, that he's already at 344. So he's already getting you know priced closer to that, you know, that high 20s, Average there, so what's that, 26, 27 is what he's average uh, priced at currently. So he's going to be needing to average 36 or 37 to make you that 100 or so K and, and do well for your side. And if you think he can average sort of around that 40 mark, then he's going to be worth it and should be, you know, you could play him in your squad. So he's someone to think about, but also Walker there. You just save that extra 100 and what, 116 K bringing in Walker at 228. And that's why his, his ownership is going to be much higher than O'Sullivan, for example. And just that he's been touted to be the next big thing. So, you know, 18% already have already brought him in this week, which is pretty crazy. So there you go, guys. That's my thoughts on all those players and, and the types of decisions that you'd, you'd want to make in your squad at the moment. And I hope that really helps you. Please let me know in the comments if, if that has helped you. And, and I would hopefully prefer not to see as many, uh, you know, many questions about getting rid of Jackson and, and should I bring in Haas and stuff. Just please check in these videos. And if you're enjoying these, please hit like and subscribe. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good one. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.